The opinions expressed during this podcast are the individual's own and do not represent those of Wyndham City Council. This episode of Recently Returned is from our Live with the Librarians series. Initially broadcast live via our Facebook page, what follows is the uncut and uncensored audio from the always lively and occasionally controversial book panels. You can find the full list of episodes on our website. Hi, welcome to episode four of Live with the Librarians. Uh, we're here at Point Cook Library this evening and I would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we're recording um, tonight's episode, the people of the Kulin Nations, and pay our respects to their elders past and present. Um, my name is Anita and I'm joined this evening by some of our librarians. I have Anu, Jess and Lachlan. And yeah, we're here to talk about some of our our reads, our summer reads, and hopefully hear from you as well. We're um, keen to get your recommendations. What are you currently reading? What are you looking forward to reading? And if you have any questions for our panelists, um, post a comment and uh, we'll get to them later on. So yeah, I'm interested to hear, Anu, what are you currently reading? Well, the book that I'm reading currently is um, Anne Enright's The Green Road. Um, so she, she is a very famous author. She has uh, won the Man Booker Prize uh, for one of her novels. And this one is set in Ireland and um, it, it is about uh, a family, the story of a family and it's uh, narrated from a third person perspective and there are five uh, narrators. So you get to hear the, the story from the uh, perspective of these five characters and it's a mother and four children and um, one interesting aspect of this story is the fact that um, even though like uh, you, you normally you would assume that uh, when like one of the characters is narrating their story the next person would be saying something that happened in that same time frame mm -hmm. but it, it doesn't happen like that so if one story happens uh, like in this year so the next one will be in 10 years time oh yeah so, so it jumps it quite yeah, a bit jumps the time but i oh. guess it, it will all make sense at the end is it making sense now? <laughs> I, yeah, it's kind of, it's okay. okay. Yeah, I'm it's, finding it's a journey it. of discovery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so you should be on track. Like, um, I, I feel that this should be read like at one go because there's a lot of information presented. Mm -hmm. And I like her style of writing um, because she describes everything. The landscape, Irish uh, landscape mm -hmm. is described so beautifully. And uh, it's described a lot that I feel that the landscape itself is a character. Mm -mm. Um, and probably it is uh, in a way because it shapes the, the main character's attitude towards life, their experiences, mm. etc. Um, yeah, so uh, the, the story, uh, uh, the, there are two parts for the story. One is leaving, part one is leaving and part two is coming home. So, uh, part one um, is when, like it's about the past, so when mm -hmm. they were all growing up or at some stage in their life and coming home is when they all go back to their home mm -hmm. and um, uh, it's Christmas time and uh, they all go to see their mother who thinks that the, all the kids have abandoned her also oh, wow. yeah. and the mom is trying to sell the uh, family home mm -hmm. and then probably all the all the five perspectives and what happened to them it, all, it will all make sense and okay. 
some conclusion might be reached. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's a good read. It's mm. interesting, but uh, just keep in mind the fact that you know there's so much of information, so you just have to um, read it at one stretch. Otherwise, mm. you will forget what happened What's to this happening, character. Yeah, kind of yeah. lose the thread because there are the five threads. Yeah. You might lose. Yeah, yeah. It's a story of the Madigan family. Sorry, I didn't say who it is about. Mm. And uh, yeah, the children of Rosalind Madigan and mm. one boy and three girls. Yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. So, are, yeah. are you enjoying it? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying course, it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yeah, the Green Road, apparently it is a road, it's a, it's a road that's actually there in Ireland. Okay. Yeah. So if you've been to Ireland, you might recognise it and recognise where the book's set. Yeah, that's That's true. always nice. I like reading books where I know I can picture that place mm. and, oh, I've been there before yeah. and I can see that character yeah. or my imagination of that character yeah. walking down that street. Yeah. It's really nice. Right. Mm. Oh, that's great. Thanks, Anu. Yeah. How about you, Jess? What are you currently reading? So, I'm reading Toil and Trouble by Augustine Burroughs. Um, I'm actually, I was actually drawn to this um, book um, because I read Running with Scissors, mm. um, also a memoir by um, him. Uh, he's got a really engaging writing style, and I think that's what I'm drawn to most about him as a writer. Um, he's had a really interesting childhood. Um, so a bit of background about him. He um, lived with his mother for a, a period of his childhood and then he was essentially sort of palmed off to his mother's psychiatrist and there was a lot of mm -hmm. um, sort of interesting happenings um, as he was growing up living with um, that family. Mm -hmm. So... I was drawn to Toil and Trouble because um, he gives an account of um, himself being a witch, um, which I thought was a really interesting, mm -hmm. a really interesting concept. Mm -hmm. um, at the moment, I'm really enjoying his um, writing style. He's a really good storyteller. Um, mm -hmm. He's very sort of outlandish, gives a lots of really good details. Um, but yeah. I almost feel that even though he is recounting um, things that have happened in his life, I feel like he's possibly also a bit of an unreliable narrator. Mm, mm, mm. Um, so I don't know how much of it I'm, I'm sort of feeling is truthful or and, and how much is embellished, but um, mm. it's a really interesting read so far. And it's on um, audiobook and it's read by him and he's also got two other um, people that are also doing different voices, which I um, have found to be really engaging so far. How's so, he doing? I sometimes find when books are read by the author, mm. they're not always, they're sort of too close to the story and they're not, especially if they're not like of a performing background, mm. they kind of don't do it justice. Well, How, how's he doing? Because that's I, not his background. <laughs> yeah, I, I read um, Running With Scissors mm. as, as a physical book, but I also listened to it um, mm. as an audio book. And I do believe the audio book is narrated by him as well. Mm. And he just, um, yeah, he's very larger than than life when yeah. he reads. So it, it actually works quite well and mm. for this um title it works quite well for the subject matter as well okay yeah um it does at the moment I'm feeling like hopefully it'll it'll sort of come together but mm. there's some details that he's given that feel a bit um I guess tangent mm. like at the moment mm -hmm. um but I have a feeling he's setting up something for to be drawn together later yeah um so I'm gonna stick with it and see 
see where it's it takes you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, especially with the addition of having. Um, so he's got um, another um, voice actor to be play his mother, um, and it's just it's really nice to hear mm. to hear that um, that just difference in in narration. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it would have been awkward if he was trying to do his mum's voice. <laughs> yeah, I feel like him as an author, he would do it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. possibly. First, first is tragedy, then is fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite well, thanks for that, Jess. And um, Lachlan, what are you reading at the moment? Right, well, Anita, what am I not reading? That's the easiest <laughs> question to answer. Um, so I've got quite a few things on the go at the moment. Uh, I'm one of those readers who just has a lot of books yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. uh, on, on the go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in print at the moment, I am working my way through uh, a biography of Shirley Jackson, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. an American horror writer, mm-hmm. writer of one of the great ghost stories, The Haunting of Hill House. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a, a prize-winning uh, biography of her by Ruth Franklin. Mm-hmm. Enjoying it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I like some variety in my reading. <laughs> so I'm also working my way through uh, The Education of an Idealist, uh, by Samantha Samantha Power. Mm. Uh, Samantha Power uh, was Barack Obama's appointee as US ambassador to the United Nations. Mm. Oh, cool. Very interesting read mm. so far. But the thing that I'm really into right now is actually an audio book, and it's on e-audio. So it is on our <laughs> Box platform, which, uh, there we go. So Borrowbox, um, available uh, in the App Store, free to Free to download and mm. uh, yes, lots of ebooks and e audio yeah, available yeah. from Wyndham City Libraries. Um, <laughs> so the thing that I'm enjoying at the moment is called Melmoth, um, mm-hmm. which is uh, uh, a rather creepy book actually mm-hmm. by Sarah Perry. Uh, and as the lights switch off and darkness encroaches, <laughs> uh, I think indeed that uh, it's time for us to talk about some darker works. So, yeah, um, yeah. so basically, uh, Melmoth is a book that mixes supernatural fiction and historical fiction mm-hmm. it's set in present-day Prague mm-hmm. uh, and it's the protagonist is a woman named Helen Franklin who's a British expat uh, mm-hmm. living in Prague uh, with with many dark secrets to mm-hmm. keep uh, and she keeps very few friends mm-hmm. and she is drawn into uh, this intrigue around a figure called Melmoth or Mel Melmotta or Melmotka the witness mm-hmm. um, so, look, I'm halfway through, and I don't want to give too many spoilers. Uh, I'm, I'm halfway through, but we've hit kind of a malaise, so the mystery is nicely poised at this mm. point, mm-hmm. but I don't care enough about any of the characters oh, no. <laughs> at this stage. Um, so I'm wondering whether I'm going to finish it or not. Um, look, I probably will. Mm. I want to know what happens. Mm. Um, yeah. But I can't find my... It's, the, the protagonist is written in a very unsympathetic way oh, okay. uh, which I think has been done you know mm. to, to achieve a to mm. achieve a point but mm. um, yeah anyway so that yeah. that's uh, that's the thing that I'm enjoying at the moment uh, and I've also just started a book called Bone China mm-hmm. uh, by Laura Purcell which is available in ebook uh, on our borrow box platform mm-hmm. uh, and that is set uh, in the early Victorian era mm-hmm. uh, and it again is about um, uh, it mixes historical and supernatural elements again. I've a sense of theme now. Yeah, sense of theme. As the weather warms up, my yeah, reading yeah. You know, cools down. <laughs> quite chilly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there are, uh, there are moments of um, visceral gore and horror. Mm. The start of Bone China. So I'm enjoying it already. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. There we go. Yeah. No, we might need to because we had... Um, Kirsty and I recorded the horror podcasts, and mm. this this will also be available on podcast as are our previous episodes of Live with Librarians. And we talked about the um, that supernatural sense that you get from horror fiction, as mm. opposed to the jump scares that you get from 
horror movies. Yeah. Um, you can get jump scares in some horror fiction. Can you? I've, you I've can. never had a jump but it's, scare. It's got to be done really well. Mm. Yeah. I guess I, I've I've been surprised yeah. by horror. I've been like gasped. Yep. Mm. I've definitely mm. gasped. Yep. But never had that same like jump squeal right. that I sometimes I've get got, in horror. I've got some movies. recommendations for you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Beware. Um, yeah, I know. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. Um, that's great. Well, thanks for that, Lachlan, and um, for bringing the the prop of Borobox, <laughs> yeah. which is um, yeah, yeah it does it have a great reoccur, range. Yeah, yeah. Always tell where Lachlan finds his reading. So, um, that's great. Well, Anu, did you want to talk about something that you've read recently that yeah. you've enjoyed? Yeah. yeah. So this is something that I'm really passionate about because I really like this book. Mm. Um, this uh, the book that I recently read is the thing around your neck. It mm. is by Chimamanda Adichie. And uh, this is a collection of 12 short stories. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, it is like all the stories have different themes. But there is there are like some uh, similar elements that run through all the stories. Uh, one is the fact that either the story takes place in Nigeria or in America. Mm -hmm. And um, another common factor is that out of the 12 short stories, 11 stories are told from the perspective of a um, Nigerian woman. Mm -hmm. And um, it's it's um, I, I feel like it, it deals with a lot of different themes, um, uh, like um, you know loneliness, then mm -hmm. insecurities, then the after effects of the Nigerian civil war on mm -hmm. on the characters in the novel, um, then um, uh, like depression. Like there are like uh, lots lots of different um, topics that are handled here, and. Um, what struck me most was the way she writes. Uh, she's got, uh, she makes storytelling uh, to be a, 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 a simple process. It's, a, it's like an art. Mm. Um, and I feel that, um, like, because it's short stories, I didn't feel that, you know, um, you could get so deep into each character. Mm. But she does that with ease. And uh, I feel if I make an analogy, I, I feel that, you know, she, like, after you read a couple of pages, she opens a small window and you can peer into the soul of each character it's yeah, wow. that beautiful yeah yeah not all the stories are that great but some are really you know they stand out mm -hmm. and uh, out of these um, the ones that stand out for me is the thing around uh, your neck mm -hmm. that so is the what title yeah the yeah, title yeah. is about mm -hmm. and it's about a nigerian uh, woman who uh, goes to uh, us in search of the american dream and uh, she she doesn't realize her dream she she goes through a lot of hardships mm -hmm. and the thing around her neck actually symbolizes her um, you know her struggles um, the feelings that she has for her motherland she, uh, she is neglecting uh, like she, she doesn't have to maintain connections with her family mm -hmm. so the guilt so she's not fitting in so that's the discomfort I feel in my, mm -hmm. my interpretation I feel it's a discomfort that's the yeah. thing around her neck and then find, finally she goes back to uh, her place and then there is another beautiful uh, story about um, a Nigerian woman who marries, who is a poor woman who marries a rich um, a man. And then um, he takes her to, like he gives her everything. She, he looks after her family and then um, he, uh, he, he's a good husband and um, mm. uh, they have children. And then he moves them to US and then she, it was a struggle for her to fit in first, but then mm. she fits in. But then he becomes a visitor to their family. And uh, he's a powerful man, but mm. then she gets these insecurities and um, she learns soon that he has got a mistress back in um, Nigeria. And um, 
So the the way the the author puts it out there is like it's not explicit. So the feeling of betrayal that the woman feels, mm. she just goes to the bathroom and chops off her hair. So and um, she finds herself because she's indebted to this man, but still she finds herself. Mm-hmm. She understands that she has her own voice. So it's like you know, woman empowerment. Something. Yeah, like yes. a real self discovery. Yeah, self discovery. Yeah. So it's it's all put beautifully, mm. and um, it ends. you know in a beautiful way as well mm. and then there was another story that's completely a different theme that's about a uh, sibling rivalry and that was like it was shocking and disturbing to me oh wow it was just a very small story mm. but i never thought that you know it was going to that level i'm not going to say the story because mm. it's very interesting mm. and um, how far somebody is going it mm. was ready to go um because of the sibling rivalry mm. so that's like it, it's um, it's it portrayed yeah. very well mm. yeah and yeah so it yeah. sounds great i think um i've seen a ted talk by her yeah. called yeah. the danger of a single yeah, story yeah single story yeah yeah she's a really the, good speaker yeah. yes well. she's a really good yeah. speaker she calls oh, herself woman. yeah she calls mm. herself the happy feminist or something yeah okay. yeah she also we should all be yeah we should all be a feminist yeah yeah, yeah. 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 little book yeah, yeah. very little yeah and yeah. award winner as well once like mm. yes <laughs> she wrote the half of a yellow moon that's the yeah. that that became a big success mm. yeah. yeah so i recommend this to mm. anyone who is i keep looking at your hands cuz the book is so little Like yeah, it's, it's not really big. big. Yeah, and like everything it's you've described, read. but like mm. she's like so many different so many things. Yeah, so yeah, and she gets straight yeah. to the point. There's no dilly dally. Yeah. It just gets straight to the point, but there is some depth as well. Mm. So that's what I liked, and it's easy read. If you don't like one story, you can skip to the Move next on. story. Short stories are good for that. Yeah, I, I used to read a lot of short stories, and I haven't in a while. And yeah. I think you've inspired me to oh, go back because yeah, they, you're right. They don't waste yeah. time. You don't have time. Yeah, yeah. You don't have pages. You have. Yeah, you, sometimes you may not like your one story. You skip it. You just yeah. read another one. Yeah, less commitment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's perfect for summer reads. Yeah, you know, one, one drink a story. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And, <laughs> and this book is available um, in uh, ebook as well. In, Excellent. Yeah, through our um, borrow box. Great. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Like our borrow box. Thanks, Anu. Um, how about you, Jess? What have you read recently? So, um, I listened to on audiobook. Um, uh, Braving the Wilderness by Brene Brown. Um, I listened to this at home while I was doing other things. I think one of the things I really like about audiobooks is um, you can still get really immersed in a story or, or a book, um, but you can also... it's just a different way of experiencing um, stories. And I was just doing some housework and I just re- remember walking around the house going, whoa, yikes. Mm. Oh, <laughs> so it's one of those books. Um, Was that related to the book? Or yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. No, it's not related to my cleaning. Yeah, it's related to the book. Um, I loved this and I also hated it. So... Um, I, That's a common response to Brene Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and from what from what I've read of the um, criticism mm. for this book and some of her other um, books, yeah. um, I actually agree with a good portion of the criticism mm. for this book. Um, so it's about um, standing alone and um, being radically vulnerable and. Um, the idea of belonging and um, connecting with others despite differences. And there's a lot of really great themes there. 
And I feel like in this book, if she had just stuck to that mm-hmm. um, and perhaps expanded it a bit more, it would have been um, more effective. But she brings in quite a lot of uh, other ideas. And I think um, what was a little bit jarring for me was um, to introduce the idea of um, belonging. She talks about her own experience of not belonging, um, but she does it from um, the perspective of someone who is quite privileged, Mm. um, but she doesn't seem to acknowledge that privilege. Mm. So um, one of the things that sort of took me out of even just the first portion of it is she describes um, the feeling of not belonging um, because she has a what she perceives as a black-sounding name um, and doesn't get um, invited to a lot of her white friends' birthday parties Mm because of what she perceives as a, as a black sounding name and mm. placing herself um, on the outside in a lot of different ways, but connecting them to things that I feel like she, it, it's, it's a little bit tone deaf in places. Yeah, uh, well, I say it's a lot tone deaf in places. Um, I get the idea and she's got, she's got really good ideas, um, but the way they're explored is just kind of misses it. So, mm. Um, she talks about showing up for, um, moments of collective joy and collective pain. Um, and she also talks about things like, um, connecting with others, even though you disagree. She does talk about, Mm. obviously you need to keep yourself physically safe. If you are talking to someone Mm. who has, um, very radically different ideas. Um, Mm. and she does touch on, um, minorities not being safe in some circumstances, but she does sort of give the idea that you should push through that in a way mm. that I don't think takes into account um, emotional safety and also perhaps that not being um, a good thing. Mm. Yeah. So I, I think one of the main things with Brene Brown is that she's she, some of the ideas that Brene Brown puts forward are mm. so powerful and mm. so useful. Yeah. But a lot of her written work is very uncritical. Mm. And there's yeah. no... Yeah. Um, so, obviously, she's been very successful. Um, Oprah Winfrey is a great yeah. champion. Mm. Yep. Um, oh, for Brene Brown's it. writing. Oh, yeah. 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 So, things not. like um, uh, Dare to Lead. Yes. Um, and, okay. um, yeah, ideas around leaning into discomfort. Mm. All okay. of these come from, um, yeah. from Brene Brown. So she's an American yeah. author? Yes. Yeah, yeah. She's, she, so, what drew me to this was that she... Um, talks a lot about researching and doing a lot of research into um, belonging and loneliness and vulnerability. Um, And she also, one of the things that I saw is she was sort of um, saying, have the uncomfortable conversations. And that's what drew me and a lot of the praise for the book drew me. And then um, I listened to it and then I was like, oh, some of this isn't quite sitting right with me. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say give it a miss, Mm. but... um, yeah, let us know. Let us know what you think if you read it. Um, but some of it just was a bit. Oh, no. Well, it sounds like she has valuable things to say, but you almost mm. need to bring that critical perspective yourself and that awareness. Well, which... I would have liked her to have um, added in um, minority voices to the conversation, um, especially when she was talking um, about things like race relations and stuff like that. Um, I think placing yourself as um, a sort of middle-class um, straight white woman, uh, 
saying that you um, have experienced exclusion to the point of um, associating it with with um, mm. minority experiences. I don't know whether that's. I get what she's trying to say. It's just not landing. It just sounds a bit. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Fair. Hashtag opinions, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hashtag, yeah, yeah. Um, Indeed. Thanks, Lachlan. Yeah, no ready worries. to go straight Hi, to Lachlan. So yeah. I've just finished reading. Mm -hmm. uh, so each year, uh, I've got I've got a go-to book that I, I try mm -hmm. to reread each year. Mm -hmm. I oh, wow. don't always get to it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, if I don't get to it, it's not a tragedy. You know, mm -hmm. I can, I'll because read you, it again next year. Yeah. the year after. to make up for it. So one of... Uh, so this is something that I have uh, reread this year, and I think mm. this is about the eighth year I've reread this. Mm. Uh, Gordy Knight by Dorothy L. Sayers. Mm -hmm. um, so Dorothy L. Sayers was one of the, uh, the in my opinion, mm -hmm. uh, one of the greatest of the uh, golden age detective fiction writers mm -hmm. writing in English. Uh, so she began to write the Lord Peter Whimsey mysteries in the mid 1920s. Mm. Uh, Gordy Knight is about number eight or nine mm -hmm. in the series. Uh, published in 1935, I think. I have made notes, yes. <laughs> Written in 1935. Um, and uh, in my opinion, that's one of the, be one of the best um, in the series. Uh, it is a, a beautifully written uh, evocation of university life. Um, mm -hmm. So the, the central, central concept of the novel... Uh, is I'm just going to read it from the back because you know, <laughs> they, they pay people to write this. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Harriet Vane has never dared to return to her old Oxford college. Now, despite her scandalous life, she has been summoned back. At first, she thinks her worst fears have been fulfilled as she encounters obscene graffiti, poison pen letters, and a disgusting effigy when she arrives at sedate Shrewsbury College for the Gordy celebrations. But soon... <laughs> Harriet realises that she is not the only target of this murderous malice, and she asks Lord Peter Whimsey to help. Mm. Uh, great setup, um, mm. and look beautifully written. Uh, I, I love the prose. Um, mm. Written in 1935, so there are moments of casual racism and classism, um, which, in my view, are, are getting harder to sort of look through. Mm. The more I read them, but each time I read it, I find more to appreciate um, mm. okay. in the book. Uh, so yes, Gordy Knight, just finished it for number eight, uh, eighth time I think, and it was fantastic. Um, another thing that I've just finished, this isn't actually it, um, but uh, I've just finished A Dark Adapted Eye uh, by Barbara Vine. Uh, Barbara Vine is one of the pen names of Ruth Rendell, uh, the late great crime writer. Uh, so this was first published in 1986. Um, this is A Fatal Inversion, which is the second book written mm. by Ruth Rendell as Barbara Vine. Uh, so A Dark Adapted Eye uh, is a psychological thriller. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was a departure for Ruth Rendell, stepping away from procedural crime. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, it's, it, it develops very rapidly themes around family misunderstandings mm -hmm. um, and the side effects of keeping secrets and, mm -hmm. and this kind of stuff. And uh, it's really well written. Um, for, for me, A Dark Adapted Eye is a great introduction to uh, Ruth Rendell, even though it was published as a Barbara Vine book. Mm -hmm. uh, some people find Rendell a bit, uh, a bit standoffish when you're trying to get into her. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, uh, Dark Adapted Eye is a great way just to, to start in that particular herb. So yes, yeah. I enjoyed it immensely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm curious, I just want to ask with the Dorothy L. Sayers, yes. um, 
why that one in particular over her others? Oh, for me, like, or, or, yeah. or like, do they need to be read in an order, or could you just? Actually, that's a really good question. Yeah, it's like I'm, I'm curious. Gordy Knight. <laughs> so it's it is written as a Lord Peter Whimsy mystery, yeah. but the protagonist is Harriet Vane, mm-hmm. uh, and Harriet Vane uh, is essentially Dorothy Allsayers. Oh. So um, yeah, probably overstating it or oversimplifying it, but uh, Harriet Vane is written as a beautifully sympathetic character. Um, her development throughout the book is. Uh, extraordinary and really Gordy Knight is her story. Mm. Um, so, and the craftsmanship that Sayers shows in this book is mm. really fantastic. Mm. Um, so, I recommend it just as um, you know, a piece of, uh, of wonderful English language so writing. So, like standalone. So, mm. you yeah. don't need to have. No, look, there are references to what has happened, mm-hmm. and that's sort of a necessary precondition to the relationship between Harriet Vane and Lord Peter Whimsey. Mm-hmm. Um, but the work stands in its own, mm-hmm. on its own yeah. uh, feet, really. Yeah. So. That's good because it, it can be a bit intimidating with those writers that have written yes. big, long series. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this uh, is part of a series. Okay? It is. It's mm-hmm. about, it's, I think it's number eight, actually, in a 13-book series. Oh, okay. so. It's good that you read it eight times. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, there you go. It's a 64. The mystery. No, me neither. So. <laughs> it just sort of stuck my mind, though. Um, thanks, No, because I've, I've always seen Says, but yep. never quite known where to start. Yeah, um, I also haven't yeah and if yeah. you'd like, so it's, it's not a classic detective story by yeah. Sayers. So um, Have His Carcass and The Nine Tailors are actually two fabulous detective stories by Dorothy L. Sayers mm-hmm. in the library collection as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really recommend um, people you give it a go. Um, mm-hmm. She has had a bit of a resurgence. I don't mm. know if she's ever been out of print, but they've recently been no. republished. Yeah, the, like, those new, editions there. There's new deco sort of stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah, really yeah, nice. yeah. A lot more attractive, probably increased. Yeah, absolutely. And flying off the shelves. Yeah. yeah. Great. Thanks, Lachlan. Um, and Anu, I know you're looking forward to some of these here. Do you want to tell us about what you're looking forward yeah, to? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Like Lachlan and like many others <laughs> here, I also read. At a time, two, three books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yes. so, uh, so I'm planning to hear this uh, memoir by Olivia Newton-John, Don't mm. Stop Believing. Mm. I'm like, uh, and it's read by the author. I always like memoirs mm. read by the authors. Mm. Uh, in the previous uh, Live with the Librarians, I mentioned that I was going to read Michelle Obama's Becoming. Yes. Yes. Mm. And I read it, I heard it, basically. Mm. And it was, it was a beautiful experience because she is the narrator. Mm. So I feel that with this book also, I will get such a similar experience because she is the narrator. And I'm, I'm curious to know more about this uh, powerful... Um, kind and courageous woman, mm. yeah, iconic um, star. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's one book um, I'm um, looking forward to listening to, mm. and um, this is uh, one book I'm planning to read. Mm-hmm. This is called "I Am Changed" by Susie Gale. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I don't know much about the book, but um, from what I saw, uh, I read the blurb and uh, what is written here. Mm-hmm. It it kind of attracted me to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it, this is also kind of a feminist book. Mm-hmm. I don't and know why I chose. Yeah, it's a YA yeah. book as well. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a popular book. It does have a good yeah, cover. yeah. So the topic, the 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 title itself, "I Am Changed." That that mm-hmm. itself speaks volumes about the book. Yeah. I'll read something uh, that's written here yeah. that will give you an idea of what it is about. It's about uh, Ugandan uh, uh, women, and I think the author went and talked to many women. And from their experiences, she formulated this story. Story, mm. yeah. Yeah, so uh, the first, what's, what's here is that they told her that her body belonged to men and her mind didn't matter. They were wrong. 
So it's about a strong woman who comes forward um, because education was denied to the women there and uh, she fights her way forward and, you know, attains probably what she wants. So I like to read about such, you know, strong characters. Sounds really powerful. Yeah. So these are the two books that I'm looking forward to reading. Great. Thanks, Anu. About you, Jess, what are you looking forward to reading? So, um, Anu was talking before about um, short stories and, yeah. and, and things mm-hmm. like that. I'm, I'm going to try for a, a shorter piece of fiction. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read um, a novella um, called Every Heart a Doorway. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's by uh, Seanan McGuire. I don't know whether that's how you say it. Yep. Um, So I was drawn to it because um, I spoke in a previous um, Live with the Librarians that I do quite like um, fairy tale uh, retellings and and different perspectives on um, a lot of um, older um, myth and and fairy tales. So that's what drew me to it. But also I'm feeling a lot of um, like... uh, Ransom Riggs sort of vibes Mm -hmm. um, from it. Um, So essentially it's um, about um, a place where all of these children are and they're sort of slowly disappearing. And from the impression that I get, there are some narratives of traditional story tales slash traditional um, yeah. Uh, mm, that's interesting. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. Like a different take on on some. So is it, um, it's not familiar... happening in the current uh, time, present time. You no, know, apparently it is. Yeah, yeah. It from is. what I've seen, it is. So I've I'm interested in how that can be explored in like a novella because okay. that to me is is quite a short sort of medium to explore yeah. what yeah. looks to be a, a bigger idea but it also looks a bit fun as well yeah. so you know um and if you don't be... like it there's not much yeah to exactly yeah. so it's no um, commitment something... short story. Yeah, yeah no commitment yeah. high return yeah. if it's a good one yeah it's and harder <laughs> to write short stories i believe yeah. well yeah. that's why um that's why a lot of the the short stories that um we've talked about previously um mm. impress me because it is quite a hard medium yeah. to yeah. really do something powerful yeah. um and the people that do um do well. something powerful or do it well um i think good writing should look effortless but mm. um on closer inspection you see like rereading things work. yeah all the yeah. hard work that goes into it yeah. um also this one i will be um reading on audiobook as well mm. um just something nice to sort of throw throw on in the car yeah um when i'm driving or or something like that so yeah sounds great thanks jess what are you looking forward to well uh, my tbr pile is uh growing by the day (laughs) um but i am looking forward to something uh on e-audio uh so i have just downloaded it actually and it's called ghostland Mm -hmm. uh by edward parnell it is non-fiction so it's not Mm -hmm. fiction um and it was just really the blurb that got me uh, so Edward Parnell found himself trapped in the recurring nightmare of a family tragedy. For comfort, he turned to his bookshelves back to the ghost stories that obsessed him as a boy and to the writers through the ages who have attempted to confront what comes after death. In Ghostland, Parnell goes in search of those sequestered places of the British Isles, lonely moors, moss-covered cemeteries, stark shores and folkloric woodlands. He explores how these landscapes conjured and shaped a kaleidoscopic spectrum of literature and cinema. 
So mm. it's kind of a meta. Um, yeah, I was just a, yeah. Um, So try and give some of my other reading a yeah. bit of context. I think. <laughs> yeah. So you're into horror and... Uh, Not usually, no. <laughs> <laughs> getting a poor, like a bad impression of what was reading today. <laughs> no, it's, it's a wide range of yeah, reading, no, but no, probably you've, the you've, summer reads. Yeah, you've yeah. got me on a bad week. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that's something that I am actually looking forward to. Um, yeah, once I've finished Melmoth, once I've knocked yeah. Melmoth off uh, in the car, I'll be starting Ghostland by Edward Parnell. What's Again, available yeah. on your I know it might it might look kind of funny, but it's it, like Borobox is great, and it's just yeah. like you can it's see a lot convenient. of us read and listen, and yeah. it just to me and it's just print a way and yeah. ebook. Yeah, and, yeah. And they're ways and to like increase our reading capacity. Yeah. That's how Absolutely. I see. It's like yeah. I want to yeah. read more. How can I do this? And you download it, and you don't have to be in a place where you need Wi-Fi because it'll be on your That's phone. It. Yeah, and yeah, it's so convenient. You can do sort of other things. I think a lot of people, mm. um, one of the barriers for reading is that whole I've got to sit there, I've got to have a quiet yeah, environment, yes. I've got to have time. Mm. Whereas what I like about especially audiobooks is I can get my housework yeah, done, I can get my cooking done, <laughs> and, and can have walk. it. Yeah. I can listen in the car, yeah, in the, car, the, work, yeah. the commute. Yep. Yeah, make use of that time. And we've mentioned Borrowbox a few times, but yes. of course it's not the only platform yeah, that Windows City Library <laughs> has. Um, yeah. We also offer RB Digital, which yeah. has got a fantastic selection of e-books, e-audio mm. and e-magazines, mm. uh, and Access 360, which has also got a great selection of e-books and a few e-audio available for you yeah. too, yeah. all free as well. Yeah. Your library card, that's right. With and I actually, I've actually. just queued up because I've just finished an audiobook in the car on the way to work here, so I had to queue one up ready to go home. Mm. Um, on RB Digital called um, The Weekend by Charlotte Wood, oh, who yes. um, won the Stella Prize with her last book called The Natural Way of Things, mm. um, oh, yeah. which was very good. Weird, but good. Mm. So have you read it? Has anyone read uh, that? No. No, no. Weird, weird but that. good. Yeah, um, and I have heard very good things about The Weekend, um, so I'm really looking forward to listening yeah, to that on the way home. Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, I also read while I'm driving. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, no, you, you listen you while you're listen while you're <laughs> you don't read while you're Sorry, driving. sorry, I no. listen. <laughs> That's correction. It's hard. Yes. Yes. You're noticing the, a thing. Yeah. 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 Unsafe yeah. driving. Yeah. No, no, no. Lack no, 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 of time. Yeah, lack of time. Listening. Yeah. Enjoying. Exactly. Well, that's great. Thanks for sharing your summer reads and what you're currently reading and loving now. Um, All those titles, we'll have them in a list available on our website with links to um, the library catalogue and probably to our e-platforms as well since we've talked about them so much tonight. So if they're available on on e, we'll um, make a note of that as well. And thanks for joining us. Hope you have a good evening and talk to you next time. Thanks. Bye.